All right, wait. you guys, we're, we got the new equipment we're working right, with hold, today. Hold on one second. Okay. I'm just going to wait. Shit. Don't break that. I am not breaking you it. You break everything. And you have broken my spirit and my confidence <laughs> over the past 20 years. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. You guys, it wasn't the cold open we got we wanted, but it's the cold open we got. Here we are. Hi, Ellen Marsh. Hi, Patricia. You guys were wearing headphones for the very first time ever. So we've had this equipment here. We just ignore it. And then we have RJ here fixing all our equipment. And we're like fancy people now. I got to turn you down in my headphones. I've tried to turn you down for years. It doesn't work. You just come back with a vengeance louder and stronger somehow. It's just, you know what? It's just that emotional inconsistency that I've grown to love. You know what I mean? You guys, if you want more of this, if you want more of Ellen and I just coming at each other like our fucking lives depend on it, it's like the squid game for insults. I never saw that show. Are you watching that show? No, I'm just saying. That's what our Patreon is. It's a fight to the death of the barbs. What? The barbs, like the jabs, not like the barb. It's not like Barbara Bush. Okay. I swear our content on the Patreon is better than this. I swear. It's three three full ad-free bonus episodes are a monthly trivia and you get the first right of refusal honey baby give them a sentence just string some words together and call it a goddamn day these poor people have places Uh to go they just want their true crime and they want to go oh my god all right okay goodbye the The patreon's a blast and we do love you and we have some new fun things coming up that we were just discussing today no we already went into the ad they didn't even hear any of that okay great All right, you guys, Disappeared Season 6, Epi 5. She's called One Way Ticket. Oh, God. It tells the story of the disappearance of Hatice Trobajolu. 32-year-old Hatice Trobajolu has finally fallen in love. She was really happy. I saw it in her face, so I was happy for her. After leaving for a romantic trip with her boyfriend, she vanishes. I just want my daughter to be found, whether dead or alive. An international investigation reveals dark secrets. Nassau County police had found a body. Body of a female. There's been a suicide in See This Turkey. Now there's another woman involved. So the story was getting uglier and uglier. Her loved ones are tormented by her disappearance. We are suffering right now. We are burning. All right, you guys. Look, we're going to Canada. We're going international. Okay. Mean, listen. Yeah. Okay. We we are in Toronto. <laughs> That's not how you say it. That's not how you say it. Are you it. gonna say Toronto? Toronto. Listen. Whatever. Uh, you know what? I say Tehran. Yes. Oh, <laughs> did you workshop that? No. You did. You wrote that down, and you're like, look at me. I got a little joke. Look at me. Starting off the top of the hour with a little joke. No, absolutely not. Let me tell you. If given half the chance, yeah. I would move to Toronto. I would ride. The Not street. how you say it. I would. You know. You know who's gonna fix it? Who? The people in Medea. Okay. <laughs> I would. I love Canada. I would make sweet, sweet love to Justin Trudeau. I would ride Insane. the streetcar. I would <gasps> ride the Justin Trudeau. I, Canada has given us. We got Alanis. We got Jim Carrey. We got Catherine O'Hara. You're gonna forget her, aren't you? You're gonna forget her. You forgot Sarah McLaughlin. I did. You forgot Sarah. It's like it's like you didn't spend the '90s building a mystery like the rest of us. Oh, <laughs> you're so cute. <laughs> Okay. Listen, Canadians, I love you. You're polite. I love your health care. Can we move on? I love your poutine. Okay. I just really do love Toronto. Are you ready to move on? Can you? Ex- okay, well, real quickly, why do I love Toronto? When was I did there? Pretty, no, you did kinky boots there. No. Yes, you did. No, no baby, I didn't. No, you didn't. You did Priscilla, Queen of the mm-hmm. Desert there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Circle it back. I was there for three months. Whatever. It's early morning. And Hatice Chorbajolu has just finished working the night shift as a forklift operator in a Toronto factory. She was working at the rubber company full-time, and uh, part-time she was working at the bakery. She was very tough. As a young woman working two jobs, and the jobs were not just sit on a desk. It was more like a factory job where she has to do the forklift and pick up the heavy stuff. She works the overnight. She works full-time at a rubber company, part-time at a bakery, to which I say, Canada, you fucked us. Because I thought in Canada you didn't have to have two jobs to make ends meet. Yeah. I thought you got the free health care, the free college. You got, like, the good quality of life. Why is she working around the clock, Yeah, Canada? Uh... Trudeau, take your shirt off and explain it to me. <laughs> okay, take it I off. I can't hear you, you until you take your shirt off. <laughs> la, 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 
have you seen that picture of him from back in the day with the abs? I mean, back in the day, you mean yesterday? Oh, God. He's yeah. so hot. Anyway. But her friends love Hatties. They're no. like, she was super tough. She worked on the factory. The, the fac- factory. <laughs> the factory. Keep it. Keep it. She worked on the factory floor. I'm ready a forklift. Good for her. We meet Sister Asel and Cousin Belgian, and they're beautiful, and they tell us so many things. Basically, Hatties was a badass. She worked all these amazing jobs. She did everything. Her family emigrated. Is it? It's emigrated, right? Did you go to high school? No, but when you... I'm just going to say yes, it's emigrated. I mean, it's immigrate, but when you say... No, when you come from the, 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 verb. Pla- the place that you end up in, you emigrated to. When you go there, you are an immigrant. Baby, do not fucking question me. Do you know how many stupid things you have said into this here microphone over the years? You're the one that asked me the question. No, but I was just... Because you're my friend, and okay, I'm clarifying. Okay, okay. Is it envelope or envelope? Uh, you can say either. Okay, But great. emigrate and immigrant are two different words. I know, no, I am well aware. You know what? It's fine. You know, stay humble, everyone. It's fine. Act like you can't afford the bread, and then fuck them when they, you tell them that you own the bakery. What? I'm just saying, stay humble. I can ask questions to clarify. You absolutely may. Jennifer, keep every goddamn oh second God. of anyway. that. Hatties comes from a hardworking and tight-knit extended family. They all left Turkey together and came to Toronto in 1993, when Hatice was 15 years old. We all came on the same day, the same plane, same arrival. It was a great time. We were looking for a better opportunity, a better future. Hatice has a solid sense of family, but she also has an unmistakable independent streak. How sweet was that story that she- Wait, now I'm less certain. They emigrated or they immigrated? See, this See? is hold on. This is why this is why I was confused. You yeah. are smarter than me, generally. <laughs> hold on, I'm Googling it. Jennifer, what does... you gotta keep all of us. Hold on. Can... There's a difference. Yeah. You motherfucker, I am right. <laughs> you <Wait>. fucking <laughs> Potato peeler. I am right. It says leaves one own country in order to settle permanently in another. The example is Rose's parents emigrated from Argentina. Apologize now. That's what I said. You have some fucking nerve right now. You're getting the audacity is filling this booth like a goddamn burp from a LaCroix. I gotta tell you also, I actually was once employed as a potato peeler. When I was a dishwasher in my youth, I did have to peel the potatoes for the dinner mashed. Show me nobody cares. <laughs> she was the strong one, and uh, she's funny too. She's like, you know, she has her own way. Atis was brave. She was confident. She believed in herself. The tomboy, definitely. She wasn't like a typical Turkish girl. She was really like modernized and adventurous. Remember Cousin Belgium tells us this sweet story that their entire family yes. came over on the plane? Yes. We're talking cousins and siblings, and they just came for a better life in Canada. Good yeah. on you. Listen, <laughs> because it's great there. They tell us she's not the typical Turkish girl. She's very modernized and adventurous. Can I tell you who that reminds me of? Yes. Who? Me. My mom. Oh. <laughs> yes. My mom. I agree. Like, my mom grew up in a very, very strict conservative Italian household. Yes. And she moved to California. I, you don't do that. Like, Italian families don't do that. This woman reminds me of my badass mom. Oh, I, I love, love you, that. So, when Hatis turned 30, things changed. She'd been sowing her wild oats all over Toronto. Yeah. Suddenly, she really wants to calm down, settle down, get married. We learned that she, like, her dad, who's here, Youssef, who's, like, very sweet. But her dad had arranged two marriages for her that yeah. didn't work out. And everyone is blaming Hatis for it. Yeah. They're uh, arranged marriages. Yeah, there are, you know, a lot of Middle Eastern countries that, like, follow, like, Islamic law. There's Hindu cultures. 
What? That fa- that Yeah, I'm just saying you're talking like you know. That participate in arranged marriages? Yeah. There's some sex of Judaism. There's some still some Chinese and Japanese. I mean, I don't want marriage at all. Yeah. I don't want anyone near me. The so point the point is that- like like an arra- if an arranged marriage doesn't work out, I it's know. not Hatice's fucking fault. I know. Everybody. And she did it twice, but again, that probably like wasn't her jam and they were a very traditional family. That kind of made me sad, but yes. I'm just acknowledging that it does still happen to this day. That's all. Yes. And so Hatice is looking like to get married suddenly. Hatice has a friend who has a cousin. And the cousin's name is Riza Kosa. He's a Turkish welder living in New York. And this friend introduces them over the telephone. And she's like, I think you guys would hit it off. And Hatice calls Riza. I was like, oh, babe, no risk, no reward. <laughs> and she's like, they start this like texting, emailing, phone call relationship from Toronto. Yeah. Oh, look who learned how to say it. It's honestly, it's just so you don't talk. Okay. <laughs> After weeks of phone calls, texts, and emails, Hatice and Riza decide it's time to meet in person. Hatice invites her best friend Navruz on a road trip to New York to meet Riza and see if he's the one she's been looking for. Hatice is like, all right, time to go make a trip. But she brings her friend with her, which, which I thought I th- was same. very I smart. I thought that was amazing. And she likes him. He's got a good job. And she says he could be a good man for me. Yeah. And I was like, I do hope there was more criteria than just having a good job. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? Yeah. I would l- Listen, the, the bar is very low these days for all of us. You know what I mean? You just cross your fingers. <laughs> do you Have you showered today? <laughs> Right. You want to okay. get ma- you Should we get married? Should we get married now? Have you killed anyone? Okay, it was an accident. Okay, all right. <laughs> We're really just those standards yeah. just go plummeting. So over the next six months, she actually visits New York a bunch, which yeah. I was like, why isn't he visiting her? But okay. Good question, actually. Yeah. I, that didn't even occur to me. Well, yeah. And so she, it's just her job to go there and visit him. Yeah, he's like, you will come to me. Right. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, the romance is blossoming. They're talking about marriage. She's very happy. And she wants to bring him to Toronto. That's the plan. They're going to get married and move to Toronto and start a family. Mm -hmm. But Monday, June 15th, 2009, Hatice is heading to New York. And the plan is to go to New York. And then from there, they're going to go to Turkey to meet Riza's parents. Then if everything is cool, they're going to come back and get married. Yeah. And so like 7 a.m., she says goodbye to her dad. Yusuf, Papa Yusuf is so sweet. I know. Stop arranging marriages for your kids. But other than that, you're pretty great. Yourself. I mean, it's it's cultural, but yes. Okay. <laughs> it, it does. It really does. It really is a, an upsetting thing. The idea of being forced, but it like you just we can't really comment on people's traditions. And I, I don't. Do, I agree that. with you. I absolutely agree. So I mean, did you hold on real quickly? Did you watch that documentary Unorthodox? No. It was a true story about that Hasidic woman with the. Uh, How many documentaries do you want me to watch a week? Honey, okay, you're fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> I watch nothing but true crime documentaries. Just it's not always. true crime. Oh. It's a story. Okay. It's about a woman, though, so you wouldn't be interested. <laughs> what are you, that is so mean. Oh, my God. I love you so much. That morning, Hatice prepares for her trip. Her father is uneasy about Hatice spending so much time in New York, a city where she could easily get mixed up with the wrong kind of people. But anyone who knows Hatice knows all too well that she is not afraid of anything. Her father often reminds her to be more cautious, but his words fall on deaf ears. My Hatice wouldn't listen to me. She would say I should be the one that should be careful. The dad is really uneasy with the amount of time Hatice has been spending in New York City because it's like she could fall in with the wrong crowd. And then she, we are told that he told Hatice, you really need to be more careful. I know. And then she turns around and says, you should be more careful. Well, it's, <laughs> but it's just that thing. You know, there's so many people, people outside of New York have an idea of what New York is. Yeah. And it's not that. I remember years ago when I told my aunt I was moving to Harlem. Uh-huh. And like, she just imagined that I was like going through an obstacle course of dead bodies all the time because I was like in New York and I was like, yes. Auntie, it's not like that. It's not like that. You know what I mean? I just love that she was like, but Daddy, you should also be more careful. But I totally heard it no, as like, no, it was sassy. Hatice, you should be more careful. You should be more careful. I think that's actually I how it was. I thought it was a threat. <laughs> Hatice. But anyway, he, he was just like, ugh, be safe. He didn't, I get it. Yeah. That's scary. So she's gone to New York and, you know, her family says that like for the first couple of days they didn't want to be intrusive so they didn't call her. And 
then it's Saturday, June 20th, 2009. And the dad's like, I haven't talked to my kid in five days. I'm going to give her a call. Yeah. She doesn't answer. She doesn't answer. And he thought, this is very cute. He thought that she didn't pick up because those international calls are so expensive. You know, I, I tell people all the time that back in the day when it was like, you like paid for minutes. Yeah. You had like a plan. Yeah. My friend Ellen coined that. Like if you ever had to borrow Ellen's phone, you got 30 seconds. Because yeah. according to her, minutes don't grow on trees. <laughs> you love that. Wait. I'm not made of minutes. <laughs> I'm not made of minutes. Wait, I want the merch. When you were little, uh-huh. did you ever call your parents collect? Yes. And then, but but when it's like, who's calling? You're like, Mom, I'm going to Allison's house. Talk to you later. Call you when I'm Wait, there. Bye. Do you remember the commercial, We Oughta Baby Eats a Boy? No. Oh, my God. It was this, this telephone commercial where the phone calls were so expensive that he called collect. Yeah. He was like, what is your name? And he goes, uh, Operator, I'd like to make a collect call, please. First name, Bob. Last name is We Oughta Baby Eats a Boy. Hello? Collect call for Mr. Bob. We ought to baby eat a boy. Sorry, wrong number. Who's that, dear? Bob. They had a baby. It's a boy. Oh. <laughs> Wait, did you ever do that? Of course. So that the collect call wouldn't pick up, yes. but you could send a message to your mom? <laughs> Y'all, if you did that, slide into my DMs. We thought we were so fucking cool. I know. Cool. I'm going to get Allison's in half an hour. Call me then, Mike. Because then it would be like it would be like an answering service because like you could talk up to like 30 seconds. Hey, Mom, I want pizza for dinner. Oh, no, actually, Bert, well, maybe spaghetti. Beep. Uh, beep. Hatice's best friend, Navruz, thinks it's a little out of character for Hatice not to return calls. But soon, Hatice's father receives a call that puts all concerns to rest. Riza phoned us, and then my dad asked Riza, how is Hatice doing? And he said, oh, I sent her to Turkey. Riza explains that he had problems with his paperwork and could not go to Turkey. So Hatice went on her own. But, like, everyone's worried because they haven't heard from her. Their friends are calling. She's not answering. Yeah. And then randomly, one day, Papa Yosef picks up the phone, and it's Riza, and he goes, hi, Dad. I was like, ew, Ew. that's forward. I know. And so Riza- The only time one man should call another man dad or daddy is on Grindr. Yeah. You know what I I mean? I saw that. I literally (laughs) had binoculars. I saw that. I put on binoculars. I was like, I can see that coming from a mile away. I did see you turn your head in annoyance before I got to the punchline. Yeah, because, yeah, it's just- It's a little obvious. Low-hanging fruit. Okay. But um, I mean, that was my name on Grinder. <laughs> Low hanging fruit. Gross. I've never ever been on Grinder. No, she's asking me off mic if that you is true. You guys, why do you always? Why do you do that? I lead off the mic so that no one can hear me, and then no. you just call me out. I've never been you, on that Grinder. Is not down, bitch attitude. You're that... screaming right into my ears. This, you this guys, headphone we have situation is now. This is really gonna backfire. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I bet you before the apps. I've never been on Grinder. Okay, all right. So Rissa says to the dad, look, I had, we remember how we were supposed to go to Turkey? I had a, an issue with my paperwork. So I sent her to Turkey to meet with my parents. She's going to come back and then we're getting married. And like, I'm like, this just seems to satisfy the dad question mark. Yeah. Papa Yusuf was like, ah, my mind oh. is at ease. She's by herself in a foreign country with a man's family that I've never met. This oh makes God. me feel so much better. <laughs> but they say that the family loves the idea that she's in Turkey meeting his family. And I'm like, okay, but did you want to just give her like a proof of life call for five seconds. And was there a follow-up question? Like, what paperwork wasn't sorted, my I friend? Know. <laughs> I know. What? But this is probably why he doesn't come to Canada to visit her. Yeah. You know? So it's Friday, July 31st, 2009, and Hatice's family gets another call. Yeah. And it's Riza again, and he was like, ugh, bad news. She's coming back from Turkey. She's changed her mind about the whole marriage thing. We got in a fight. She drove off. I walked home, and I was like, from JFK? I know. He's like, he the literally. Fuck you did. <laughs> she stranded him at the airport. Yeah. She got in the car and left him at the airport. And he's like, oh, guess I'll walk home now. <laughs> Bitch, I wish the fuck you did. Please. That story. Ugh, I just walked home. I was but so bummed. The family, like, accepts this. They're like, I mean, we'd like to talk to her and hear her side of it, but this is definitely what happened. Yeah. They, I know. For sure, so, he's telling the truth. I know. And so two weeks But pass. wait, they're saying they want to talk to her because they cannot imagine the shame she must be feeling in the wake of another failed relationship. Christopher! Yeah, Christopher. You know better than that. Yeah, especially when you know I am listening. Right. Okay? <laughs> like, you know. I mean, 
mean, Christopher apparently thinks that all failed relationships are the part of the woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I bet he also thinks they can't have their own credit cards. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we're really mad at Christopher. (laughs) So they're calling and calling. They don't get any answer. They know something is wrong. So finally, they call the Toronto police. And they're like, when was the last time you heard from her? And they're like, Come to think of it. I mean, it's been two months, you guys. The last time they heard from her was June 15th. It is two days shy of two months since anyone has seen or heard from her. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the Toronto police look into it with the NYPD to kind of, like, retrace her steps. And Papa Yusuf goes to New York. And he just starts flyering the city. And then he goes to the Turkish embassy, which was a great idea. He reported her missing. And it turned out... They tell him she had been at the embassy. Right. Thanks for finishing that sentence for me because I didn't know where it was going. <laughs> it's but, like, look but then, the, but then the you grabbed you, my mm-hmm. hand and you really walked me through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank You're you, so welcome. Thank you so much. Anyway, every relationship that's ever ended has been your fault. Yeah, and you know what? what? I, I'm good with that. Yeah. I don't want any of my exes back. Thank you for the life lessons. <laughs> Bye-bye. So it seems that only three days after she left Toronto, Hatice had been preparing to travel to Turkey as her boyfriend Riza had reported. We have confirmation from the Turkish embassy that she was there to change some of her information on her Turkish passport. We did receive information that there was a plane ticket purchased in her name, and that flight was to depart JFK Airport on June 21st, 2009. They find out there actually was a ticket to Turkey purchased in her name for a flight on June 21st. And beyond that, they found out that her car definitely entered the airport and it was there for about an hour and 20 minutes. The and then day of it, the flight. Do the, you want to tell them that or should I just fill, in, fill them in? You're so sweet. They're not even listening. Okay. They're building a fucking deck bench. <laughs> They're focused on that deck bench. <laughs> no, but hold on to that because that's going to come back later. So they want to go back to the security footage because they know that the car entered. Guess how long sweet little JFK holds on to their security footage? 30 days. 30 days. We're two months out. Remember, we said that. Rewind. We're two months out. But also, you're a fucking international airport, JFK. Have some goddamn self-respect. Like, keep that shit for a year. Could you imagine how much shit goes down at JFK that we never even hear about? I know. I know. It's true. And they're just like, 30 days sounds great. We got to recycle the tape. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Expensive. So even though they know that the car went there, they have no surveillance footage to see who was actually driving the car or who was even in her car yeah. or any of that. I want to just back up and say that like airports are like where 90% of crimes happen. Yeah. Or like where like the 90% of the fucking perpetrators go. Let's keep it longer than 30 <laughs> days. It doesn't seem. Why? Why? Why do we have to rely on gas stations for everything? I know. Why are gas stations going to save us but not international fucking airports? You what you're this? not seeing listeners? right now is hey, that listeners. his little hissy fit. This is the sound of the fucking of the <laughs> headphones falling off my head in my rage. You guys, he is going so crazy. I was trying to get it on video. <laughs> but flight records offer something definitive. We confirmed with airport authorities in the flight manifest that Hatice never got on that plane. Through Interpol and Turkish authorities, uh, we were able to determine that she never entered Turkey using her Canadian or her Turkish passport. Canadian investigators also determined that Hatice has not crossed the border back into Canada since her June 15th departure to New York. She never got on the plane. She never got on the plane. So she had a ticket. Her car was there, but she never got on the airplane. And the family, the sweet, unassuming, trusting family was like, was like, wait, you you said she went to Turkey. Like they were, they are so precious and confused, and they are so blindingly trusting yeah. of this whole situation. So they're like, wait, did she get on another flight? Like maybe something happened. And you maybe, know what? Fair yeah. question. Like, yeah. but no, she didn't. They what? check with the, all the other airlines. She didn't get on any other wait, flights to Turkey. Can, can I tell you? my notes said. Yes. It says they called Turkey. They haven't seen her. <laughs> hello, Hong Kong. Wait, do you not know what that means? What? Hello, Hong Kong? Yeah. I know what that means. Okay. <laughs> but 
it's like I wrote they called turkey. Like they're like, I don't know. Let's just should we call turkey? You guys, when we were in college, we had a friend named Anna who lived in Hong Kong. She was Canadian, but she grew up in Hong Kong. And on breaks, she would go home. And when we would call her landline in Hong Kong, this is no joke. Her housekeeper would answer the phone. Hello, Hong Kong. And we were like, wait, did, did we call did, the island? Did we? Can you what? Can you, is can, Anna there? <laughs> Well, now I have it on video. No one has heard from Hatice for over two months. And investigators have confirmed that she never made it to Turkey or traveled back to her home in Canada. And adding to their worries, they can't locate the mysterious Riza. With no other leads to follow, investigators focus on trying to track down Hatice's car. We were hoping that if we couldn't find Hatice, that at least if we found the vehicle, the vehicle may be able to answer some of the questions of where Hatice is. So it's August 31st, 2009. No one's heard from Hatice in two months. And nobody can locate Rissa. And I also said, by the way, where the fuck is that fucking person who introduced her to him? Yeah. Where's that person? Yeah, it was his cousin. Yes. Let's find her and ask her some questions. Okay, I was giving you a setup for the next person in the show. So you guys, we meet. Guys, everyone, (laughs) listen. I don't know where this is going to go. You know we don't script this shit. But I I have a feeling and I have just like an inkling. So know that this does not involve me at all. I just want you to know that right now we meet a man. His name is Detective Steve Butt. <laughs> and it's B-U-T-T. And I said, look, we meet Detective Steve Butt for whom middle school was very hard, but he ended up being very hot, so it all works out in the end. But like, Detective Butt, mm-hmm. come on, get over here, Butt. Mm-hmm. Come on, Butt. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to let you go, sweetheart. Yeah, Listen. that's it. <laughs> So I have a friend uh-huh. whose last name is B-O-O-T-E. What is it? Is it Boutte? So, well, well, funny you should say that because her whole life people was like, Nicole Boutte. She's like, nope, thank you so much. Thank you for that little like addition, like French addition you added. But yeah. no, it's Booty. My name is Booty. Her whole life. And she's like, she's like, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for trying to make that fancy. You just got to be who you are, Nicole Booty. My name's Booty. My- Hi, Nicole. Wait, when you call her, it's a literal booty call. Yeah. That was good, actually. That was actually good. That was way better than any of the butt stuff you were going to do about this. Oh, my God. I will not have my butt stuff regulated by you. I will not. That was way better than any of the other butt stuff you had planned. And trust me, he's got a lot of butt stuff planned at all times. Oh, God. Can we take it again? Can we take it from butt stuff? Jennifer, can we take it from butt stuff? We learned through our detective that's down in in New York, Detective Darren Townley, that on July 29th, her vehicle is parked right beside a fire hydrant, East 92nd Street in Manhattan, and it receives a parking ticket. That site is affiliated with Rizzacosa because his company was doing a job near that location. We had tried to look for some cameras um, to see if there were, we could find out who it was that was driving the vehicle, um, but uh, unfortunately we weren't able to come up with any any video. So, okay. All so, right. Detective Butt Stuff is here because he wants to find Hatice's car. That he's going to find us and he's going to slide into our DMs and he's not going to appreciate the Butt Stuff. No. <laughs> Okay. It's your fault. I'm going to call him Detective Butt Stuff for the rest of this episode and it's your fucking fault. Okay. <laughs> He's going to be mad, mad. <laughs> but you know what? The truth of the matter is, we can't say anything meaner than, than he hasn't heard his whole entire fucking life. And also, life. he's really good looking. He is good looking. Yeah, I mean, God had to give him that. Yeah. Okay. But stuff thinks that if you can find the car, it could, like, answer some questions as to, like, what happened to her. Right. And so they find out that on July 29th, 2009, Hatice's car was parked by a fire hydrant up on the Upper East Side. Excuse and- me, 315 East 92nd Street, Manhattan. Okay. So here's the thing, you guys. Because we live in Manhattan, like, I live 40 blocks from that address. I like just wanted to Google it and see like if I recognized so you it. You do know how to use Google. I do know how Cute. <laughs> how do I find a new podcast yeah. host? Yeah. yeah. I'm do. posting that job to Monster. Yeah. <laughs> do it except it's already populated because yeah. I've already done that search 20 times so it just pops up. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I Google the address, right? And there's a car in the space where the fire hydrant would be. So I'm zooming in, trying to see if I could see the actual fire hydrant. And I zoomed in so close, I realized there was actually a person sitting in the car. And I went, ah! <laughs> Did you really? I really Stop screamed. jumping in your chair! <laughs> there was a person sitting in the car in the fucking, ad- like the actual address where Hatisa's car was. And when I zoomed in close enough, I screamed. Oh my God. That I know. Is, I, I you love guys, if Google you Google Earth. the address right now, 315 East 92nd Street, I don't know how often Google Earth updates their shit, yeah. but the guy, it's probably still the same thing. Oh, okay. Someone put it in the Facebook group. So, she was parked in front of this You hydr- guys are fine with our episodes being nine hours long, yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> just honestly. <laughs> we're gonna have to, we need to, we need to rail, 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 rail it in. We're gonna rail it in. Rain it in. What has happened to us? I don't know. You know what people say? People are like, we see the evolution of how you guys have really lost it. I'm like, uh-uh. I know. We were acting back we then. Were- this is real life. You're right. This is we were we were we were putting on a show. Yeah, you're right. This is we it. We were trying to be professional. Yeah. And now you guys really just see us for who we are. So there was a ticket on the car, and you should know that in New York, if you are parked in front of a fire hydrant, you got 30 seconds before you have a ticket. And the tickets are serious here, you guys. Oh, yeah. Like, a parking ticket in New York is like $125. 165 for it's... regular parking. Oh, my God. Fire hydrant parking is upwards of 300 Okay. <laughs> Honey, you should know. You collected parking tickets through the odds. I did. <laughs> That's so really true. The correlation between where that car was left, yeah. it was Riz's I had a had a job there. His his yeah. Let me say that again. All right. So (laughs) what? I don't know. Honestly, I'm not listening. It's a Rolodex. I don't know what the fuck is gonna come out of here. No. So the. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. What this idiot is trying to say is that the like the car being parked there is because Riza had done a job there, thank right? You. That's why his thank car you. was. So, there. Thank you. That was honestly. Also, butt you stuff, did it better. Men do you. it better. You, Detective Butt Stuff wants us to know that they're looking for traffic cameras because they want to see like who was driving the car. They don't find any. They don't find any. And I was like, really? I know. Like, have you heard of the show? See no evil. They literally solve murders with surveillance cameras. And you- we did like five episodes of that. On the Patreon, you guys should go listen to it. It's fucking amazing. We did twelve, whatever. It's fine. You black out, <laughs> but but like you can't find where that car was parked. Nothing. I know. In Manhattan? Are you fucking kidding me? I know, and they don't know. Like, is Hatis with him? Yeah. Is she driving the car? Is Nothing. he driving the car? So it's September first, and they uncover a really important and crazy new secret that gives us a new twist in the case, and that's Rizakosa, the man Hatis was planning to marry, is actually already married. Detective Townley has even more disturbing news. On July 29th, the same day that uh, Hatice's vehicle gets a parking ticket, Rizikosa's wife, Winston Perez, no longer shows up at work. Winston Perez is reported missing to police in Nassau County on July 31st, 2009. Riza? is already married. And, like, that's when my heart dropped into my fucking toes. Yeah. Like, Hattie seems like such a good person. Why is this happening? And where is the fucking friend who's Riz's cousin? Yeah. She went to the goddamn wedding. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. She's like, wait, is he still married? No, I think it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Where, the, where is she? I've, I've got questions for her. So, we're talking about July 29th. So, to add another layer to this story, that is the same day of the parking ticket. And that also, coincidentally, is the same same day that Riza's wife, Winsome Perez, doesn't show up for work. And then is henceforth never seen again. And so she's reported missing to Nassau County. And poor Yusuf, remember Papa Yusuf is still yeah. so confused. He's like, wait, what? He had a wife and he has two partners and they're both missing. Yeah, and the day after she went missing, so she goes missing on the 29th, the day of the parking ticket. The next day, fucking Riza gets on a plane to Turkey. It's not great. It's not great. It's not great. And also, this was actually really confusing to me. Yeah. In terms of- I'm not- I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, right in front of, right foot in front of left foot is confusing to me some days. Okay, we can't have all the gifts. Okay. You know what I mean? So, Turkey as a country also was not being super cooperative. Well, they don't have an extradition treaty with Canada, so they don't have like an international relation. So there's but no like. For the U.S., they are part of the uh, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. So they do have a treaty with the U.S., correct? Right. So I just, I don't, I, when they said You like, would think that like Canada's friends with everybody, I right? Mean, right? <laughs> what, is, what in Canada? Canada's like, fuck that turkey-ass bitch. Come over 
here, turkey. And you're like, Canada? What is your problem? You're acting so American. No country pisses me off like turkey. Bitch. I will fuck turkey up. Do you guys want to talk about this? And they're like, no, actually, no. Fuck that turkey ass bitch, <laughs> like, says Canada. Why is Canada so mad at turkey? I love that Trudeau is like totally fun and mild manner, but you mentioned turkey to yeah. presence. He fucking turns over a desk. Yeah, yeah. he's like, you do not fucking come and talk about turkey in Canada right now. What? <laughs> What is going on? 800 people are going to tell us why. And it's going to be wait. a very obvious thing that like we should have seen. I actually love that. I love that when we say oh. that we don't know something so obvious and I get 700 messages and I I'm know. like, okay. Oh, right. You're right. You know I sing and dance for a living, right? I, <laughs> not anymore. I don't know a lot of things unless you're talking about salmon. So the other thing about salmon. Shut up. So... <laughs> Then, investigators in Canada finally find a phone number for Riza in Turkey. We have a Turkish-speaking officer that works with us. Uh, got his assistance, and I had him phone Riza. Constable Demirden manages to speak with Riza several times, seeking clues as to what may have transpired in the days before Hatice went missing. He didn't have to talk to me on the phone. It was all voluntary. He could have just hang up the phone, so that's why we didn't want to push him too much. So here's the thing. We meet this, like, in Canada, there's this super hot guy who's a Turkish cop who speaks... What? What is he? He's not a cop. He's a detective? No. Um, Oh, you don't... Listen, that's shocking. (laughs) What is he? He's a constable. (laughs) The constable is responsible. What the fuck is a constable? I Googled it. I feel like a constable is just a quaint cop. Like, when you graduate cop school, they're like, do you want the regular outfit or, like, the cute, adorable outfit from yesterday? I prefer the constable. He's a constable. The fuck is a constable? a constable? They're they're empowered to enforce both criminal and civil laws. Well, good for him. Well, he's Turkish and he speaks Turkish, and so they find a phone number for Riza, and like he calls it, gets Riza on the phone. Riza, who is under no obligation right. to speak to anybody, especially in that fucking country it called Canada, yeah. <laughs> yes. under no obligation. Done. Oh my god, he like talks to this guy for hours, hours, and he's mostly talking about Hatice. Yeah, and obviously this awesome constable his name is Ahmet it's very precarious right yeah. he want you want to get the information you want to let them talk as much as you can they do that in customer service you know they just they're not supposed to say anything until you're like done talking I fucking love it I'm like and another thing Coles um but it all kind of seems he's a- being very honest about his relationship with Hatice and, and how it, it like went into a downward spiral and it seems Obsessive. Yes. And they don't say that in the episode, but to me, and we when we see how it goes later, yes. like this conversation hours talking about one person. I talk about you for five minutes and I'm done. No, but you didn't murder me. You know what I mean? I think that like if you were in love with me and you murdered me and then like somebody called you to talk about it and you knew they couldn't get you in trouble, you'd probably talk like this is what's happening here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Riz is just saying like, look, I was very jealous. Yeah. We were in the car one day. I saw a text from another dude. I lost my fucking mind on her. I stole her phone. I broke it. I broke it. Then she broke up with me and then she stormed off and I couldn't live without her so I quote left my beautiful life in the states and came back to Turkey yeah. that's his story he's sticking to it yeah and Yosef's also like, I told that story in like 30 seconds why did it take him like 8 hours I get it he wanted to keep the hot cop on the phone right right poor Papa Yosef is yeah. like oh I believe that story too do you think like, at any point Rizzo was like okay but like honestly what are you wearing yeah stop you know what I mean like what kind of costable underpants do you have on like I'm just wondering so it's Thursday September 3rd 2009 and the investigators are just trying to piece anything together they're trying to get more information from friends and some of the friends spill the beans and they're like yeah there was domestic violence Atisa's friend Navruz disclosed to us that there was a history of domestic violence one time she told me this incident in the hotel room they had an argument and he tied her hands with the, with the belt at the back and then put a bag on her head and he tortured her basically for about two hours to teach her a lesson um, because he was a very jealous individual. He was trying to control her and, and make her know that she shouldn't be talking to these other men. 
I have a lot of questions here. I think that, like, something happened where Hatice, like, they even say she was at the point where she was going to make this relationship work at all costs. Yeah. Tortured her for two hours. Yeah. Put a bag over her fucking head. I cannot imagine it. And then she still didn't leave him. Yeah. Like, that was on a trip to New York. She came home and then went back. Like, something was very broken. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not victim blaming here. Like, I'm very sad for Hatice that, like, this was what she thought she had to put up with. Yeah. Tortured her for two hours. I mean, yeah. So it's all, it got really, really sad and really dark fast. Yeah. And everyone was like, you know, she was so bubbly and so kind. Why would she do that? And then again, that horrible S word comes back where they start talking about the shame she probably had felt from her two failed arranged marriages. That kind of put her in this mentality to make this work at all costs. Yeah. And they're saying like, look, we knew that we could get him to talk to the hot Turkish cop, but we had to be very careful about like asking him real questions about did you kill her right but the lady cop who I love is like the thing for me is that he was talking about her in the past tense he was like I loved her to death I loved her so much do you know who else talked about people in the past tense who Chris Watts oh yeah remember when he was like talking about his little girl and they were like she loved those shoes oh and god yeah yeah, well, also Scott Peterson and the Diane Sawyer, he famously spoke yes, about Lacey yes. in the past tense, That's too. That's right. That is dark. Yes. That is, re- I literally just got chills. And then he said this other, he was talking in the past tense, which is, you know, well, that gives me the, the creeps. Yeah. But he also said something really disgusting and misogynistic. And tell me how to how to say this as best as you can. He was like, he said to the guy, to Ahmet, the constable, yeah. he's like, you know, she was cheating on me and we're well, Turkish men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that bravado. Listen, I've seen it growing up in Italian culture a yeah. million times and it's cultural and he was trying to like, he was Relate trying to, yeah, yeah, you're Turkish, you, you know it. what it's like. <laughs> right. We're Turkish men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went through the roof. No, I agree and like the hot Turkish cop was like, um, anyway, did you kill her? Like finally, yeah, spits, spits yeah. it out and he's like, no, I didn't fucking but he's, he was very quiet and he yeah. said he like took pauses. Maybe I'm totally speculating. Maybe he was thinking like, should I say something? Right. No, no, no. I should just say no. He's like, no, I didn't kill Hatice. In late November, investigators get what looks like their first big break. Hatice's vehicle is found. It's located in the JFK parking lot at the airport. It was exciting when I received the phone call that uh, we found this vehicle and we're really really hoping that this found vehicle is going to lead us in a new direction. It turns out, though, that because of an administrative error, Hatice's car has actually been sitting in the airport parking lot undetected for months. And it turns out that, quote, due to some error, her car never left. Can we stop having clerical errors when people's lives are... I know. The amount of times that there's a clerical error, I get it. We're humans. But, like, no. I know. It was there in the parking lot. It was there the entire fucking time. And when they go through the car, they find, quote, several McDonald's cups and garbage. Okay, (laughs) okay. Everybody knows that McDonald's has the best fountain Cokes around, okay? Keep going. You know that I always say that if I ever am on death row, my last meal will be McDonald's chicken nuggets with hot mustard sauce. And if you bring me the fucking honey mustard, I will haunt you as soon as I'm through with that electric chair. Sweetheart. What? Life is too short. You don't have to be on death row to go get McDonald's, my love. It's not that big of a deal. It's not the best for you. But honey, yeah. you don't have to be on death row. I love you. Treat yourself. She makes a good point, you guys. Oh, my God. They also find cleaning supplies in the trunk. They find a Skechers shoebox for men's shoes. Put a pin in put that. Put a pin. I literally wrote put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. But they also both windows were smashed in. And there's blood all over the trunk and on the driver's seat. I'm going to spoil it right here. Yeah. They don't test any of that blood. So here's what I don't understand. I mean, they're just like, it's blood. They're like, yeah, it doesn't seem weird, though. Here's what I what I gleaned because remember Hatice is missing, but she's a Canadian citizen, and the the only people with the jurisdiction to like test the blood were the people looking for his wife, who's also been missing. And th- we are told they don't test the blood because they don't think there's anything in that blood that will help their case. But then nobody tests it for Hatice's DNA. Yeah, I, I what? We're, we're, they were like, there's ugh, there's some garbage, there's some <laughs> CDs, blood, blood, blood everywhere. Blood by the way. Everywhere. They're yeah. like, that's not, you know, it's it's weird, but it's not weird enough. How did that conversation go? Like, and it, it was just mentioned in the episode. No, and but, there was but 
like there's blood in the trunk where you might put a body, uh, yeah. and then in the driver's seat where you might drive away after putting the body in the trunk. I hear your point. Should we test it? Nah. Are you sure? I'm exhausted. <laughs> it does seem weird. Yeah. I will give you that. I'm going to give you that but one. But is it weird enough to test it? If that's the thing. No. <laughs> I'm going to... Show of hands. Yeah. We're all going to say no. Okay. All, all right. right. Well, moving on then. Moving on and they just move on. Should we leave the car here? It's been here for like nine months. Yeah. So what's another couple weeks? Totally. Let's go grab some beers. Oh, uh, and so her family is devastated. And they I have like, literally, can't butt stuff test the DNA? No, no I guess not. apparently not. Yeah. The family's- What does butt stuff want to do? Butt stuff. <laughs> Wait, what What did you say? Wait, what did you say? <laughs> I'm, start over. He wants to do butt stuff? First word. Yes, butt stuff. Two syllables. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Are we ever going to get this so the poor family, this they, sweet family. I love this family. I, I want to send them a fucking muffin basket. Yeah. They were like, we're so happy they found the car, but also what took you so long? And they also say like the car is literally full of blood, but there's not a single shred of evidence that the case is going cold. Yeah. And then they're like, and I just have, wait, really? No one's going to test the blood? Yeah. It's just like the Maitreese Richardson of it all exactly. when they didn't like fucking test her clothes. Right. So they're like, it's dead end after dead end. I, I was like, but what about the car full of blood though? I don't think it is dead end no. after dead end. So it's Monday, May 11th, 2010. It's six months later and there's news. Nassau County police had found a body. The body is located at a work site that is affiliated with Rizicosa. It was revealed, right, that this was the body of a female. The body is wrapped tightly in a couple layers of plastic, and it's hidden in behind a long metal storage bin in between that and a chain link fence. It takes a few days to confirm that that body is, in fact, the body of Winston Perez, Rizicosa's wife. And so the cops are calling Hatice's family and they're like, we found a body yeah. at a place that's like, you know, connected to Rizet. Like, they're testing it. We don't want you to hear it on the news. We don't know who it is yet, but we're just letting you know. So it does take a couple days. And of course, the family is just at their wits end, freaking yeah. out. And it was Riza's wife, Winsome Perez. Yeah, which is like, they don't really give us any more information. Like, she needs her own fucking episode. I mean, right? You know what I mean? And it was just, uh, it's so sad and so brutal. So they're continuing the search. Now, this search, if you're keeping track, is going on in New York and Canada and Turkey. Well, and the- because Riza's wife was an American citizen, America does have, like, an extradition treaty with right. Turkey. So they're able to, like, investigate in a way that Canada hadn't been. Right. So this is just nine days later. Now, remember, after this whole thing, Riza has, we know Riza's in Turkey. Yes. Right? So they get word that a man has jumped to his death and he left a note. So and it's Riza. It's Riza. Okay. Well, I was like, are you going to leave that part out? Well, I was, I was going to build the suspense. <laughs> oh. It's a, it's a, it's like a performative thing. Oh, got it. Okay, got but it. But don't got worry. It. Like, okay. I'm going to put your needs in front of mine any day. <laughs> totally. That's my job here. You know what I mean? So nine days after Winsome's body is found, Riza jumps off a building, uh, he leaves a suicide note behind. And in that note, he says that the biggest mistake he's made is falling in love with a Canadian woman. So I'm imagining the Americans would have got to the point where they would have extradited Riza and brought him back to face the crimes against Winston Perez. I think Riza began to feel the pressure and took the easy way out and committed suicide. So they get word that Riza jumped off a building. <laughs> I can laugh because he's trash. Oh, he is disgusting. He's I mean, so funny. He's so. His note says that the biggest mistake I made was falling in love with a Canadian woman. Also not in the episode I found out in the research. He also complained about money. Whatever. Who cares? But like shocker of all shockers. We're like, okay, well now there's like an ending to that. No. Hatice's family thinks he staged his own death. And the entire time they're telling us the story, there's an image of his fucking dead shattered body. Yeah. It's It's blurred. It's blurred. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. And they were basically like, I don't think that looks like him. And then the authorities are like, well, the only picture we have is like from a year ago also yeah. he jumped off a 10-story building yeah so we don't know what that looks like so the family is adamant because the people who identified him were Riz's family yeah so was so Riz's family in on it it, it kind of gives me Kendrick Johnson vibes yeah you oh know, I'm not wading into those waters but good luck <laughs> 
Should I not say that? No, but I mean, it's just that yeah. the, the idea, no, what I mean is the idea that the family feels very strongly about one yes, thing yes. and the authorities feel really strongly about another. That's, well, the whole thing is the family's like, just give us a DNA test. And the cops yeah. are like, the cops don't do a DNA test and the family probably didn't get an explanation as to why. So it makes them feel like they're covering something up. Right. But the, the cop who's with us is saying like, the cops were there too, though. You yeah. know what I mean? His family identified them. Remember that the Skechers shoebox they found is, in the car? This is a big thing. Yeah, explain He's that. wearing the Skechers shoes that came from that box. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's also just like, why would the police be involved in a cover-up? The cops are like, we get it. Like, they're really sad and this is awful because right. it means they're not going to have any answers. Yeah. But, like, no one else reported anybody else missing. Right. You know what I mean? Well, the red herring of it all that they were trying to reference was, like, that was the thing. He put the Skechers on his shoes. I was like, he doesn't seem, no. he really doesn't seem that's, I don't The know. cops are like, it was RZA. Like, yeah. it's very sad, but it was fucking RZA. So, the way this ends, which is crazy that this is all taking place in three different countries. I know, that's true. Not even talking about the beef between Canada and Turkey, because that's for another podcast. Yeah, yeah. But, like, (laughs) so they close the investigation in the U.S., they close the investigation in Turkey, but it remains open in Canada because this Canadian family is not satisfied, and Canadians are so nice. They're like, all right, yeah, hey, we won't close the case for you, eh?" Like, and they're just like, so it, it does, it's upsetting, and there isn't much past after he killed himself because it seemed like a closed case to everyone. Yeah. The Toronto Sun did try it's to... It's re- pronounced Toronto. Okay, babe. <laughs> tried to revive the story in April 2019. They tried to just kind of like drum up some more attention in 2019. Yeah. Because it had been 10 years had passed. They tried to find answers and they didn't. And, you know, listen, I get it. That family was struggling and hurting. And for someone to take the secrets and the answers, like the Israel keys of it all. Yeah. Like all the secrets that people, cowards fucking but die with. My you know? thing is like, why aren't they searching every job site? Like if that's where he put his wife, just search every other job site we know he's connected to. Yeah, yeah. Because they still have not found Hatice's body. Oh. I know. Say something funny. Listen, Turkey. You, no, you sit down and listen. I am fucking Canada. We know hockey and poutine, bitch. I'm not talking to a fucking Turkish ass bitch. Bow, 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 bow. Oh my God, you guys, our first episode wearing professional grade headphones. How'd it go for you, girl? Honestly, you wore loud in my ears. Yeah. It wasn't really what I needed today, <laughs> but I'm here I'm here to roll with it and I'm a team player. You guys, if you want more Ellen and me, join us on the Patreon. Every month you get three full ad-free bonus episodes. We're still doing Who the Bleep Did I Marry? The one we're about to record after this is, is insanity. It is banana pants. It's banana pants. Everything is crazy. Tell them some of the series we've covered. Okay, so real quickly, we have recovered. We've recovered. <laughs> we've recovered our sanity. We've covered Snapped, see no evil, evil lives here, who the bleep did I marry? And I got a list a mile long in my phone whenever someone DMs me about a show. Yeah. We're going to get to them all. We really are. And we got some big announcements coming up. Some huge announcements, you guys. We also, you get on the Patreon, you get first crack at our live shows. And I'm telling you, before we added second shows, our shows and our December tour sold out in the Patreon pre-sale. We're not always going to be able to add second shows, you guys. And you're saying that as a flex, and I think that's like the sweetest thing oh, ever. Oh, it's so sweet. I know. You get first crack at the merch. You get my own undying love. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> and Ellen will send you a picture of her boobs. Yay! <laughs> Join us on our Facebook group. Our Facebook group is more than just true crime. It's literally like a community of it best is. friends. Yeah. It is magic. I love them. Follow us on Instagram at the disappeared pod. Follow me on Instagram, Ellen Marsh. I'm and- at Patrick Hines okay. underscore. You weren't even going to say mine. No, I wasn't. I want more Instagram followers. <laughs> You're so I want more. <laughs> anyway, we love you. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. When we were doing, when we were workshopping Bedwetter, there were so many funny, like, disgusting lines. And there's a song called I Fucked Your Mom. Uh And they were like, guys, we're going to take it from I Fucked Your Mom. I was like, if anyone walked into this rehearsal room right now. Now we're at Monday, August 31st, 2009. Why are you making that face? I'm just looking at the audio. I'm just watching what's happening. Every time you make that face, I think we're not recording. (laughs) Sister, how, uh, how do we say her name? I just wrote sister. Hatice is the only name I'm willing to wrestle with. Okay. I like when he's like, when he and his college roommates were moving out and they were like each moving out on the same day and they got, like their parents got a little bit confused of like whose was whose stuff. They pointed at a pile and they went, is that butt stuff? (laughs) That was fine. I'll give it to you. I'm chuckling. I'm chuckling. Is that butt stuff? Yeah. Oh my God. 
Does anyone listening? <laughs> 